If you could pick any person in the world to quarantine yourself with, who would it be? My, My trainer. Shower. Shah Rukh Khan. Donald Trump. All right, so I didn't I didn't hear what Amber and Appa said. I said my husband. I said my trainer. <laughs> Your trainer? That's a good one, actually. I think yeah, Amber's- come out of quarantine, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Neha chose a civilized answer. Yeah, I chose the person that I'm already. Also, quarantined with. none of us are married, so if <laughs> yeah, if, if I randomly said like Susan, <laughs> you guys would have been like who? <laughs> I was going to say the Ting squad, but I'm pretty sure, like, with Skype, we're already wanting to murder each other. We would probably murder each other by the end. Really? Facts. Yes. Facts. Um, you picked Shah Rukh Khan, yeah. Shamir? Didn't you, just, didn't you just come at him? Yeah, he can reenact all the old movies that he did for me. <laughs> Wait, can you just watch them? He can keep me entertained. Can you just watch them? No, I mean, better life. Listen, I saw a TED talk of Shah Rukh Khan, and I don't know if he's really that great of a person to be stuck on an, uh, in quarantine with. I don't know how much he knows about anything. Uh, <laughs> he was but, like up here. He's slowly gotten worse. Yeah, Oof. unfortunately. Emma, you picked your BFF, Dower. Pick Dower. So many activities we could do. So <laughs> like video so games. If you if you don't have one dumb person, now you have two dumb people stuck in quarantine. <laughs> That's great. They'd light each other on fire. <laughs> They'd have the best Pretty time, tough. honestly. They yeah. would just be laughing through the whole thing. Oh, yeah. They would survive. It would be amazing. People would I, come uh, and try to loot us, and we'd be like laughing, like, don't worry about it, just take whatever you want. <laughs> I picked Donald Trump. Uh, that's like the first person that came to my head, but also just, I feel like I'd, I don't want to be stuck with anybody, but if I was to be stuck with anybody... You'd want to be stuck with the most annoying person on earth? Well, How can you... Well, he, I, I don't think by himself he survives. Like, it would be extremely entertaining to watch him try to figure stuff out and, like... Sure. Like, it would just be entertainment for me. And maybe I would get to, like, know, like, how he really is in real life. You don't know how... You don't, like, find his voice, like, very annoying? I'm like, like it's just so annoying just listening to him. I find him, I find him pretty funny most of the time, and it would just be overall just like, you know how they say, uh, like if you really want to get to know somebody, you travel with them or you like sleep at their house or whatever. I don't know. But this is a quarantine. You pick Donald Trump over your family. He's gonna am. <laughs> He's gonna die yes. anyways. Dang. Frost just wanted what? to see some entertainment. He's gonna die soon anyways. If you were to like. He's get. gonna make a border outside of his room and be like, "You're not allowed to cross the border into my room." <laughs> <laughs> All right, He's like, guys. We need deport for us. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shimmer. I'm for us. My name is Amber. And I'm Amber. Hello. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, talking over each other. Okay, so we have my sister uh, calling in from Connecticut. Uh, Neha and Ahmed, who is a reoccurring calling co- in from where and, and an calling, edu- store. calling in from the house next door. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just bear with us while we try to do another virtual podcast here. But uh, I wanted to bring on um, these two because they offer some good perspective uh, in their own ways. Ahmed has a lot of knowledge from the actually like the medical field and overall just like knowing a lot about uh biology uh especially 
animals. He is a huge animal fan <laughs> and uh, and and likes researching just like I think random uh, facts. Facts and just like biology, I think in general, I think that you have a nice interest for that. And um, my sister Neha is a child rehabilitation therapist working over at Yale now. Um, and hey, go off Neha. And you kind of got stuck in a weird situation, so we'll we'll talk more about. Is he the only one frozen? Did it get stuck for you guys? Only for you. No, oh you were the only God. one that got stuck. I saw all of you guys get stuck. Wait, was it really bad? It yeah, was, was like, the only uh, one. You were the only one. It was an awkward pause. We were waiting for you to continue. Dang it. Did you wait, what was the last thing I said? Uh, you just finished I don't even remember. And you said we'll get into it, and that was oh, it. Oh yeah. Okay, I was I was saying uh, before we get into all that, uh, Shamir, do you want to tell everybody where they can find us and uh, reach us if they want? Yeah, you can find us on all social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Strange Flavors. You can listen to us everywhere at um, Spotify. We're at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and uh, we're also on YouTube to see this amazing video. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so obviously we are all trying to do our best in this quarantine. I just want to go around first and how's everybody doing? How's the whatever day we're on? Uh, I think like week one, week two of quarantine now. How's everybody holding up? Man. I'm, I'm terrific. I'm, I'm laughing all the way through. Emma. Emma, you actually work over uh, at 7-Eleven, so you're kind of like uh, in a in a risky situation dealing with customers all day. Yeah, it's uh, it's honestly not that bad. Um, they're like kind of a few feet away from me, and I was like, I don't even greet them anymore. I just don't like it's just like anything else. I'm like looking down, I'm like don't don't talk to me, you know, just in case they like call for something. And I always wear like gloves and try to just do like a lot of sanitary stuff. Yeah, case. but like I feel like that's that you're the most at risk. Like I can't trust you. No, I agree. I totally agree. I don't know why you let me in your house today. <laughs> that's, oh, that's true. Amber, what how's it going for you? I know that you're having some trouble being a being an extrovert. I'm having trouble being an extrovert. I'm also having trouble being a gym rat. And um as much as I love children, being with two kids like who are also stuck in the house all day who really really just want to like do whatever they want to do are used to being taken out um i'm going a little insane so i've been having to uh teach myself because i really don't enjoy running outside like the whole time that i'm running i just feel like every single step i take i have to take it back so it just doesn't make sense to me so I've been having my parents drop me off two miles away from the house so I can run back to the house. Why don't you want to run back? I don't. It's the idea of every single step I take. I'm like, yo, I have to take each step back. But with so a treadmill, like, you're literally like in the same place the entire time. But I have a goal, like a number goal. Like I'm like, OK, like I'm going to hit this on the on the Stairmaster or I'm going to climb the Eiffel Tower three times or like I'm going to whatever. Like okay. I have I have like little accomplishments. Mm. So that's it's been helping, though, and um, trying to bring back some yoga because your girl needs that piece. Shamir, you were uh, facing the corona yourself last week, so it seems like you're finally <laughs> over it. 
Yeah. Uh, you spend a lot of time by yourself anyways, uh, like me, but, um, how, how has this sort of like thing of like being forced to sort of stay inside affected you? Bro, it's one thing when you're being forced, like it's totally different from when you're like casually doing it. Like when you're isolated and stuff like, uh, on by yourself, like it's fine. But then once you're forced to do it, you're just like, holy shit, I need to go out, hang with friends. Like I need to do all this. Like. I appreciate, uh, like, all the little, you know, hangouts and stuff like that a lot more mm-hmm. now, so. Like, it gets you, gets your mind off of, like, the, Yeah, uh, like, even, like, just walking outside is just so much, it does so much to you, so. For sure, yeah. I think that's, like, super important. We were doing that today, me, Emma, then my brother, um, just taking a walk outside, enjoying um, and there's a lot of people out and everyone was like switching, uh, the, to the opposite side of the street if like they saw someone coming, but they were still all nice, like waving and everything. Um, okay. So Appa, you, uh, were working and you actually go and visit a lot of people's homes and stuff like that. And you were, we were all kind of scared that like, oh my God, you're going to be in people's houses and you're dealing with patients all the time. Like what was, what was that like? And what's the situation now? So my entire job is totally in-home therapy based. It's for like people who don't have cars, people who just like can't come into the office or need somebody to literally come to there or they're like too much into crisis that they can't like function. They're really like high um, as far as like harming anyone else, like they can't function in society. So they can't get themselves to an office. So we're like the last resort as far as like we go into their homes and we do daily like therapy every day. It's great because you like meet them where they are, but also during this time, it was the worst because obviously being in the health field, like nurses, doctors, everyone, like we know to a certain degree that like no matter what, those like diseases and things like that, that's not going to stop. So same with mental health. We've seen like a lot of increase as far as like people becoming more stressed out, more anxious. It's super sad for families of kids who um, school is like their safety. And now they have to be home with their parents who like are not really stable. So that's like really scary for me. It wasn't in the beginning. It was kind of crazy. Um, Because I was just like, is this a joke? I don't know. But then the only thing that we had to do was screen three questions and ask them if they had traveled, if they had come across with anyone with coronavirus or if they themselves had it. And then slowly, like we started getting phone calls from patients that like they were exposed to it, whose houses we had already been to. So now that put us at risk of like, oh, my God, was I exposed to them? How? But you don't even know. So Mm. at this point, like. I've only been out of work since Friday, um, and today I started, like, sneezing, coughing, and, of course, like, everything, you know, in your head is, like, heightened, like, I don't know, like, especially because they say symptoms and stuff don't show up till like, a week later, um, so we'll see. Hopefully I'm good. Hopefully nothing bad. I'm still doing teletherapy, so literally this setup I'm doing with my patients all throughout the week. I've already have my appointment set up, and we're going to be doing therapy via Skype, so that's going to be really interesting. So right now you have like the 
sort of business at the top look with the pajamas at the bottom. Are you doing that with your patients too? <laughs> yes. Um, also, like, you have to be super creative. So with my adult patients, I'm going to be doing daily activities with them. Like, we might do cooking or we might do something like that. With the kids, like five-year-olds, I might just be doing, like, red light, green light or playing, yeah. like, a game with them over Skype. So it's just going to require me to get super creative, which I, I actually don't have any idea how this is going to turn out. So mm. we'll see. Um, have you guys for heard... The patients uh, who are just like I'm just saying like poor and stuff who don't have yeah. Wi-Fi, who don't have computer. It's going to be good old like telephone therapy for like an hour and a half every day. Mm. Wait, so uh, go ahead. I was going to ask, um, you said like uh, you've been ex- you went to the patients that might have been or are exposed. Do they did they like give you guys tests already? Like, hey, you guys should get, should get tested or they were just like, did they say anything about that? Or do you personally know? No, anything? like, no. Okay. Like all the all we were supposed to do was ask them the three questions. If they said yes to anything, we were to stop going to their house immediately. Um, okay. But we had been going to therapy to their homes up until literally Friday. That's when they pulled us out. Do you yeah. think uh, after this like whole pandemic happens, uh, do you think you'll do more tele um, therapy? That's the direction that therapy is headed anyways, so that people can have access to it wherever, especially people who have a lot of anxiety, like social anxiety Mm -hmm. and can't come to the office. Um, But of course, there's like pros and cons to it. Like me, like physically not being in front of somebody, that takes away a lot. Just like how we're talking right now, like it's great that we can have communication via Skype, but isn't it so much different when you're in person with somebody? Isn't it like a lot more quality to it? And you can read people's faces, you can do exercises. Mm -hmm. So it's different. Um, I think it should only be in the case of like emergencies or like if you're traveling, but yeah. And the resource resource of like having people like online I see that popping up more and more with like better health and like there's these other um, things that like YouTubers are now saying like, hey, like if you don't want to visit in person, so, like those are already also there as a resource. So I think it's cool that you actually get to go and be face to face with these people and seeing them in their homes. And a lot of times I feel like you can't really see what's happening in the house just by having this wall behind somebody, but you can really sense more what probably is um putting the weight on somebody's shoulder from seeing their environment in their houses. Absolutely. A lot of people their are homes showing... tell you so much about. <laughs> you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's fine. Um, I'm just saying like, you know, when you see somebody in the environment that they live in, it just makes the problems and everything they're going to like so much more real versus when they come into an office, that's just five walls and they're kind of out of their element. So like when I go to their homes and I see someone as a hoarder and I have to jump over things just to go see them, that makes me understand the problem and makes it much more like on a human level. Also, like I'll come home and Alma and my husband will be like, you smell like weed today or you, you know, you just are just what's going on. With I think you're like, I'm it like, wasn't the patients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I need some after seeing some of these families. So whatever. But yeah, you like you become part of their environment and it's just like really real. I think a lot of um, people are realizing that the things that we're forced to do in the real world sometimes can be done online. And I think uh, universities is a huge part of that, like paying so much money for these universities that are putting in like all these uh, facilities into their uh, like campuses and stuff that like a lot of people aren't using that that are used for like, you know, people and groups that like don't pertain to you. Um, Emma, you've 
having to start like uh, taking online class and you even might yeah. be teaching one online, right? Yeah. So my professor was like, hey, since because so, so mostly what I do um, when I'm going, I'm like the GSS leader, like when they have exams coming up on the one like study guides on every class, taking notes for them, stuff like that. Um, and they'll email me the questions, not the professor. Uh, so he was like, since you're to do all that, like, it'll be easy for you since you're young, you can do like the online classes and do all that. And I think he just doesn't want to do work kind of, but, uh, also in a way it's kind of cool because I've never had the opportunity to do that. And but also you, co- you commute like a good distance all the time, yeah. uh, back and forth between work and school and stuff. And like, yeah. that'll wipe that out. So would you prefer that? Um, in a little bit, yeah, sometimes, but I, I actually like like when the students um, come up come up to me and ask questions, it's easier to explain a lot of the the classes that I'm in, like um, or that that I teach, like either chemistry or biology stuff like that. It's kind of hard to do it online, um, especially when it comes to doing exams stuff like that. Uh, I prefer they, like you know, actually in person. Yeah. Um, but I can see where the benefit is of doing it online, and of course, all the students now are like oh, are we going to get our fees back for this and that? Because they take lab as well. And there's an extra fee for lab. And, like, for me personally, there's a lot of fees on campus that I don't ever do uh, or, yeah. like, facilities I don't use, especially, like, parking. It was, like, 400 bucks, And I'm like, I want that money back because I'm not going anymore. Right, so, yeah, for sure. I um, think that's the one part about, like, commute in general, having to work from home or anything in general where you could just like wake up and do it while being in your pajamas has been like, it gives you so much more energy because you're yeah. not spending hours every day commuting. So I no, agree I, with that. I totally agree. Yeah. Like that almost hour there, hour back. It's just like, especially on the way back or having to wake up extra early. Like I have to wake up at 6 PM every morning and like get out of the house as quickly as I, as I can. And I get back at like eight, nine o'clock sometimes. Yeah. almost every day so it's like so tiring um last week we were talking about uh that movie contagion and uh we didn't know what it was but uh i think some of us actually watched it um recently we won't give any spoilers or anything like that but it was really interesting to see like how accurate they got a lot of like reactions of people and like how the situation would unfold and the multiplying of things um so emma i know you were like uh giving me so a little bit of a rundown of like um when it comes to the way that they handle the vaccines and things like that um what does what does the cdc actually like do um with that and like what is the cdc what's their responsibility and how do vaccines work in a situation like this so basically um we'll start out with the cdc the cdc is basically um an, a government organization that their main job is when a breakout like this happens they send um, epidemiologists and pa- basically people that um, are for like investigators. Think of when a crime scene happens, you want to locate where it started, stuff like that, right? Where it went to and who it affected. They send people out like that to see where the source is, where it's coming from. That gives them a good idea of, hey, it's coming from this place or this origin or this animal or whatever it is. So this is kind of the first steps we can take to curing it or finding a vaccine. So it helps them pinpoint. So that's one thing they do. Another thing is they give out guidelines as far as like, um, you know, keep yourself safe and your family and people around you. So I, I think a lot of people have seen those guidelines and those are not obviously mandatory. The government takes those guidelines and kind of says like, hey, you should do this and this and this. And some of them have been mandatory. Like 
Um, you know, in Maryland, a certain amount of people can't, um, you know, like, you know, be in a group setting, like 10 or more. And that's what the CDC said as well. They started out with like And the CDC is Center for went, Disease Control, right? Yes, Center for Disease Control. Um, and... <laughs> bro, I can't... Um, <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, you actually worked for the CNC, right? Oh, yeah. So I actually did some time with the CNC. I was the head director, and... Do you guys know uh, what the CNC is? No, what's that? Did you? What so is it's it basically in? the uh, Center for Nut Control. <laughs> and <laughs> I think... <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. done. I'm leaving. This podcast is over. Yo, yo, we planned that out. <laughs> I know you're terrible. Why did you laugh so hard? Is that why you were laughing? I messed up. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but Emma actually does know like a lot about that stuff. But I was like, yo, I'm gonna say at one point, not the nut that you were the CDC, the CDC, not the nut part. The, I was gonna say the director. What? Why don't listen, I know about this? Listen, the nut is going out of control these days. People in the quarantine. <laughs> and Emma, is the director for the CNC. Um, no, but uh, did you guys see that there's like military coming in and stuff? What's the deal with that? There's like uh some military jeeps in uh New York. We saw some in Baltimore coming in. Yeah, they're stationed at the um, M&T Bank Stadium, the Raven Stadium. I mean, we can only assume what they're there for. We could assume, like, I've made two assumptions uh, or guesses, I guess. One could be that when they have the lockdown, they have the people kind of in place to be able to enforce the lockdown. So Um, that would Right. And they would be able – and the thing is, I've seen when I lived in the city – and the riots, they assumed that riots were going to, like, happen again. Um, I saw them kind of lined up on the block. So I visualized that before. Um, and the other thing that um, could be it is that they're setting up, like, a mass quarantine site. That was, like, a rumor um, that they're going to have the Raven Stadium as, like, a mass quarantine or, or like, a testing oh, site. I would not go there. <laughs> It, so, it, it's supposed to be like a, either like a mass testing or quarantine site or it's just going to be a place where like their base so that they can, you know, spread out in the area. Emma said it's not the army, though. He said it's the National Guard. So, yeah. Which so is different, right? Yeah. So National Guard is uh, so the army is actually not allowed to operate within U.S. soil. Um, so they can't actually deploy oh. troops. So the National Guard is pretty much like um, an Unless army. It's martial law, right? Yeah. So when if martial law is there, then the, uh, any military can come in like marines any of those military um except obviously air force they have to operate within the air bases but like on the ground they can't they can't be there so national guard is something that the state deploys and it's there for like extra protection as far and like making sure like you know there's not all these riots it's pretty much like control so people don't like freak out and i think basically what they're doing right now at that stadium actually um that is like one of their bases their main base there and they're setting up tents and stuff um, just to uh, – what's so funny? <laughs> just to, I don't know. You guys are laughing. I was like – I was, I was laughing at Amber pulling out a blanket. Me too. Uh, uh, um, I'm getting cozy. Yeah, so they're setting up bases there uh, as, like, their main operating hub. And as far as, like, testing and stuff like that, like, people can go there. I think they're setting that up as well, they said. Um, but <laughs> I don't think – and if anything happens, like, you know, where they quarantine everyone, they're not going to do it right away. So, like, them coming there and maybe additional steps within this following week, they're going to do it step by step. Because if they announce it right away, people are going to go crazy, right? 
people are going to start looting. I wouldn't like be that. surprised with anything anymore. This is just so really? something that we're we literally have never prepared for this or planned for this. And anything that's coming out at this point, I'm just like, OK, sounds I think good. Actually, yeah. I think it's crazy that we're like all around 24, 25, like in that range in 26. And it's like we we're all like, oh, my God, I've never witnessed anything before like this. And then people twice our age in their 50s and 60s are like, we've also witnessed nothing like this. So it's not like it's something that's not in our lifetime. It's like two generations above us also have not witnessed this. When we were taking a walk around the neighborhood, uh, we were actually looking at houses that we might want to purge once it goes down. <laughs> oh, Lord. All okay. the ones that say beware of dogs. We were like, yeah, we'll miss, miss out on that one for a while. But I wanted to the take most- the dogs, though. I was the but, most upset about my normal grocery shopping. Like, going to the grocery store actually gives me anxiety at this point. And normal things I need, like I was telling you guys, like ketchup, like I couldn't find it. And I was so <laughs> upset. I was like, like, why? like steering you down. When we were, yeah. we were at yeah. the grocery store earlier, everyone's like, uh, while they're putting their stuff in the trunk, they're like looking at you like oh, <laughs> they're about to do something. You're about to or if you pass that six feet mark to walk by somebody and they're yeah. like... And I'm like, yeah, bro, they, you know, by. the other day I went to Subway and you know how they kind of have, do you, did you guys go to Subway recently? Do you know? So, no. you know, like how you're behind that glass door and you're like telling them like, okay, lettuce, tomato, whatever, right? I'm going to stop that, going there. Okay. Behind that glass thing, it's down the street from my house. I was sick and tired of cooking. So like we're doing Subway tonight. Behind the glass thing, they put down tables. And then behind the tables is where you stand because that's the six feet uh, oh. distance. Oh. And then you tell them from back there, like, yeah, I want lettuce. Like, from back that's, there. They, like, yeah, I want lettuce. I've been putting my arm over the glass thing because I need a point at exactly what I need. How am I supposed to do that now? You can't tell them, oh, like, I need onions, you need a point at the onions? No, sometimes I don't know what it's called. Like, sometimes the peppers yeah, like the red stuff. peppers? Yeah. I'm like, that I don't one. know the scientific no, no, names. Hot. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Uh, I saw this funny video. Uh, there was somebody doing a uh, a group meeting online, and this girl, she thought that she paused her phone, She's and then the she was in the bathroom, and she, like, pulls down her pants, and everyone starts going crazy, and then she looks over, and she just quit the chat. She was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and the That's teacher crazy. was like, people were laughing, and the teacher was like, what's wrong? And she was like, uh, let's just keep moving forward. Let's keep moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Oh my I would have been um, So so we've gotten to uh I think I think the last I checked was like forty thousand. Amber 000. laughing because she would be the one that would do something like Amber that. would do something like that. Because uh, I'd be like, oh I'm safe. Like go to the bathroom, like talking. Why would you, you do know? that though? Why would you take why it with you? Even Just take, pause yeah, it. Leave I don't it outside. Like you're done. Is it on your phone or is it there? I would never take my laptop in the bathroom, but like my phone's oh, going. Phone. Just still listening to you the know lecture. when like your face. Oh, you know yeah. when you're FaceTiming and sometimes like you don't know <laughs> if the camera's door. facing you or someone else? He'd be like, her. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that would happen though with everybody having to go online for their classes. Like something like that's bound to happen. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, I was saying that um, – so right now we're at 40,000 uh, cases, something like that, and, and uh, close to 400 deaths So um, in the U.S. And – I was looking at this New York Times uh, like chart that they had, and it's crazy how like the number like vastly changes depending on how serious everybody takes it as quarantining. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the video of like those college kids that are like on Miami Beach and they're like, oh yeah, I 
I might get Corona. I might not, but it's like, it's not going to stop me from partying. And I was just like, so that was me when, when this thing first started, right? We were all looking at the flights. We're like, yo, might look kind of decent. Like we're not about to get it. But now that I see those people, I'm just like so upset. I'm like, yo, we might be, we really might be stuck uh, based off that chart until like past summer. Right. Yeah. I uh, think I think I, like ba- based off of what China like if we go if we're anywhere near as bad as they are because we really don't know we're still in the beginning stages of quarantine. Um, Amber, that, I was uh, gonna say like your teacher that shared the uh yeah. you know, their thoughts about being quarantined in China what they were saying about literally being away for how many weeks like this is their eighth eight week this is their eight, yeah just like going on their eighth week and now they're saying that like shops are start like restaurants are starting yeah. to open up. There's a few people allowed in the place at a time. And, and that, this was like, a teacher you have... that you had that moved to China? So this was my 11th grade English teacher who I stayed, like, all of us students added him on Facebook when we graduated. And he moved to China and he teaches English there. And since the beginning of this quarantine, he's been, like, since he's an English teacher, he, like, writes really beautifully. And so he, like, describes it all in such a, like... I don't know, it's just, it just reads so beautifully in the way that, like, the quarantine has affected him and his family and his life. And, like, he actually, um, I think on the third or fourth week, had an incident happen to his wife where, you know, she was getting in trouble. Because for every, like, pe- per, like group of people in their house, only one person is allowed out of the house every second day for two hours only. And when they leave the house, they get their temperature taken when they enter a place. Um, and if you and and when you go back, and if your temperature is that, you can't go back into your house. You get sent straight into. Um, we need to do that. I think that's the only way for us to like China is uh, they say well they're saying that they've contained it now, mm-hmm. and and it took them since what like December of 2019. Probably eight, uh, eight weeks. That's what they said. Yeah, I mean. It's been, like, three four think, months solid for them yeah could and you guys handle it if it was like that about, hell no yeah <laughs> hell no <laughs> i don't i'd I be mean, getting my survival kit ready get, it's out like my, uh, cute in the beginning like right now with the memes and everything it's cute right now like everyone is just kind of like in this together also, we don't know anybody but I think if it's that's what i'm saying like down the road if this mm-hmm. keeps up for like eight mm-hmm. ten mm-hmm. weeks then I think everyone's going to lose their minds and that's why <laughs> the army's about to come through and they're preparing because people are going to be upset. And like you said, I said this earlier, like China might have had this in control because they have a government where like things are enforced and you can go to jail at this point if you have a fever and you're out in the public because they're containing it. Us, on the other hand, young people are like, you know, I'm practicing my first right and I don't care. This doesn't affect me. Like they're very, it's very selfish at this point. So I think we're just going to get doomed because Americans can be very ignorant and stupid. I think if you think about it, us as Americans have the privilege to be like, there is this thing happening in this country that we know that it exists, that it's happening there, but we've never been personally like affected by anything like extremely tragic like firsthand as a majority. People have dealt with like, for example, 9-11, there was those few thousand families that dealt with it. There is a, like, you know, we haven't dealt with this on this level across the board across the nation anybody can be targeted it isn't like you know like that we've never dealt with that and so i almost have a little bit of sympathy for like uh, like the ignorance that's taking place and how people like we have a flight or flight reaction as human beings and so i get it there are people who are upset for people who are 
um, what is it called, hoarding materials and, you know, people who are not taking it seriously, this and that. But the reality is nobody's ever had any type of experience with this. And so we're all kind of just making things up as we go along. So people are just doing what they think is right. We don't have a set of lists. People are saying different things on social media, like you should be doing this, but don't do it to this extent. You should be doing this, but don't do it to this extent. Exactly. So I feel like everybody is just kind of like figuring out for themselves. Some people are like, okay, let me get a few extra things. Okay. But like, well, how long are we going to be in quarantine? Some people are sending around messages like, oh, I'm hearing this from the government. And I think and- it's because of social media. Like, social media yeah. just hypes up things so much. And I kind of did, like, a little social experiment on my own, on my own Instagram. I just asked a very simple question as far as, like, how many of you actually know someone that's infected or has coronavirus? And a lot of my people that follow me are obviously people from the United States. So I think from, I don't know, it was, like, 20 or 30 people that said they actually knew someone versus 250 that said that they don't know. So still, it's like something that is just rumors based on what we're reading about. And I'm honestly so sick and tired of talking about this at work. Like people are just like, they're so anxious. And they're just like, yeah, you heard like this happened today. And this happened today. And it's just like annoying, because they just want to complain and talk about it. And so many different facts coming from every direction, that it actually makes me wonder, like, am I not panicking about it enough? Like I'm just the one that goes to the grocery you. store and gets like, stuff. Even the I'm governor. just getting my normal groceries. Like even the governor. I just was don't like, think people know how to react. Yeah. Even Trump, like they don't know what what's going on. They don't know what to do. And I think with the them trying to figure out a vaccine for it, that's not going to be done till a freaking year or so. Yeah. And I like, think, and I don't want to spoil the movie either, but it brought a good perspective as far as like people are pushing people, especially like Trump is pushing them like come out with vaccines, do this quick. But it's like when they create vaccines, yeah, it might cure something in the time being, but you don't know what that's going to do in 10 years, 20 years. Are you going to have dementia? Are you going to have schizophrenia? Are you going to die from heart attacks? Like you never know with these medications what the long-term effects of them are. That's why it takes so long to do it. Yeah, well, at least like, we're taking some sort of precaution. Like with Italy, um, you know, they didn't really do anything. And we saw that uh, although there are a lot of like older people in Italy, it was still like a, a lot of um, uh, effects of their, you know, government, just, just the overall society, just like not taking it Absolutely. seriously enough. And then everyone just spreading it out at a rapid rate. And like they have more deaths than China, over 4,000. So... Yeah. And like the one thing that you were saying about like the panic, even the governor, Maryland governor was like, you know, if you're uh, if you're panicking or the exact wording he, uh, he used, I forgot, but pretty much like the people are going all extreme, like you're doing it right. That's pretty much what he said. And then to me, that was like very crazy because he's kind of like insinuating that like, hey, like if you're not panicking, you're not you're not taking this seriously. But that's not true, I think. And a lot of those people, like, for instance, you mentioned the grocery store thing. I think it's crazy to, like, do you ever go to a grocery store and, like, stuff is run out? No. You know, but, but when people right. panic, they try to hoard everything. But if they, they don't realize that if they just shop normally, the grocery stores won't run out. And even when there's quarantine, people are still allowed to go out. Maybe it's for a limited time or a limited amount of people, but you can still get your groceries and stuff like that. That yeah. makes sense. But and I think how this, crazy is it that like we even though like things are running out and stuff, it's still not that bad. Like I hope that out of this situation, people really understand what it's like for people that like, you know, have to rely on a shelter or that like are poor and don't have access to these things that are living in third world countries like in a in a first world country right now for the first time ever. Like we are experiencing 
like the the most the smallest little part of how troubling and how inconvenient something can be a simple day a simple like mm-hmm. you know stroll to the grocery store how inconvenient that can be um for people like in every aspect of their lives yeah. you know and, and that's that i hope people really really like start to understand and help other people out that are going through this all the time some and of I the think companies has done a great job yeah. at highlighting yeah. that like with the images from around the world and asking things like you know what does it feel like not to be able to go to school or what does it feel like to have to figure out where you're sleeping tonight or what you're who's eating done tonight? who's done so, a great job at that social media in general oh, okay, have okay. posted like pictures from around the world from palestine you know from mm, syria yeah. yemen wherever the crises are and just to kind of like make you think for a second of like how much there is to be like grateful for yeah, yeah. Shami, what I was going to say, like, it kind of sucks, like, people hoarding, like, all these materials because um, there's, you know, shelters and stuff that can't really, like, they that's where they get their a lot of their materials, too. And now those people won't be able to get them, and it kind of sucks. Like Yeah, a lot of the stores, actually, like BJ's, Target, um, Sa- uh, Safeway, stuff like that, they actually open uh, an hour earlier um or set have an hour yeah. in the first hour or two for just people, for right? yeah it's 60 above 50 above something like that only there oh to that's nice stuff, which yeah. is good and oh yeah um on saturday when i was actually going to work it was 655 right i have to be at work at seven so i get there and i look across the street and there's a safeway there and the entire parking lot is just full and people are waiting in line that's the dumbest thing you could have. Waiting in line, bro. And so, I was like, I, this is so much for crazy. social distancing. Yeah, nice they were literally like, not even exactly. They weren't even. I want to like, ask you guys a question. Um, you know, Amber, you were talking about uh, like the sort of American mentality of of that sort of you know uh, this the selfish sort of way of things, being independent, un- untouchable. Opera. You're talking about the social media thing. Um, what do you guys think? Like, you know, even. Uh, a lot of people that are now seeing that like okay us it's getting serious and stuff us still not taking it that seriously if 9-11 were to happen today with the social media situation and memes and all that do you think it would be as big of a deal as it was then i think that we would have a lot of you know like right now i feel like social media has a lot of like moderators (laughs) and so oh yeah it's very polarizing like people are very extreme on all sides and so you kind of have a lot of different viewpoints being brought up. So it's like one side you'd be like, oh, my gosh, there was like this terrorist act who was was committed by these terrorists. Like, this is so terrible. And then you'd have the other side that would be like, OK, but this is what happens from America and all these other countries. And, you know, you have that side. And then you'd have people being like, OK, well, ha-, like you, you would have people kind of pulling it apart. And people, I think. There's we can talk about like how social media is bad all day, whatever. I just think that it would allow for a lot of things to be filtered down in many different ways. Whereas back then, our source of information was the news and how they were saying it is how we were perceiving it. Whereas we have a lot of different outlets that can filter out in whatever their narrative is now. And we can kind of choose whatever we assimilate to best. That's a good and point. And I think also... Um... Sorry, go ahead, Um, I was just going to say, I think comparing a terrorist attack to a pandemic that's related to an illness are very different things. I don't know if it would be taken the same because I'm just talking about like the social media act of of, like response. But I'm saying that like, 
Right, but I'm saying like an illness is something like I still feel like people are way more scared because this is something like, oh, I can get sick and oh, like it's something that directly impacts you as far as like, will I have something to eat? Will I have something to, you know, survive off of? I would compare this similarly to like climate change. Like if we were to take climate change as seriously as coronavirus, it might be on a level of like, how is it impacting me personally? I think that's the only way that people take it seriously when things start to impact them like directly. Like I have a parent who has coronavirus or like the people that took it seriously might have just been the ones that were extreme patriots or lost someone in 9-11. So I don't know. Like I would hope that we could use social media for like climate change just as seriously of like actually our world is dying. Yeah, but I think what Amber was saying was also just like that, you know, uh, nowadays it's just that you can have so many different uh, opinions and stuff like that. And we were living in a country that was like uh, more a little bit more united than now. And also, I think that a lot of these things, including this virus, does unite uh, like big tragedies overall kind of unite people a lot, too. Um, And like overall, like. I don't see anybody besides like the racism towards some Chinese people. Every no one's like, oh, this this group of people we have to like you know oh. block out and stuff. Everyone's just kind of like, oh, I can't trust anybody. I don't care what color you are, mm-hmm. what you look like, what gender you are, whatever. Like every like well, the richest of people, fa- celebrities are getting it. Like mm-hmm. everybody is affected. So it's kind of like I'm I'm almost glad that the coronavirus does not discriminate. That's weird to say, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you can be any socioeconomic class and it can still affect you. And we're seeing it affect so many different people. And I, I think it's crazy, like on a, another level that this is something that like, you know, like if there's a trend or something like some people know about it or like, you know, this is something that across the board, like we all know about this. We're all aware. You can go to any person on the street and they know that they need a social distance. They know that they need to be aware. Everybody is kind of on the same page. And again, like how you said, highlighting the fact that like we all have a similar enemy, which is a virus, which isn't a person. So we can't necessarily attack a type of person or like a group of people. Like we are acknowledging that, you know, there is Uh, hate crimes happening towards East Asians. And I'm very sorry about that. But in the virus sense, we're not necessarily like, oh, we hate this type of people for it. Mm. Um, And that's that's like the the sort of next point I want to bring up, which is like everybody should definitely take this seriously. It is like, you know, uh, a global pandemic that is just like it's really horrible to see everybody who's getting affected by this. But like also I I think like my sister and I were talking about like the the blessing in disguise here and uh there is there is the fact that like people are at home and they are with their families and they're being forced to uh you know find ways of of like getting away from their normal life and realizing that okay like my work is not everything and like once you take away for example school and work are huge things that like once you take away like oh i spend eight hours or however many hours every single day doing this thing that like if you're at work for eight hours for example you might not necessarily be productive you might not necessarily be enjoying it or like getting things done that are meaningful to you but now that you're like at home you have all this extra time and you're like whoa like 
people are finding ways to actually get a lot done. I see people are cleaning their homes. They're like uh, taking on hobbies, reading books and stuff like that, that they've never done Fun before. Facts. And uh, Alman yeah, works for a music, music company, right? So he was saying that they're continuing to work because their sales have gone up by like thousands and thousands of dollars because more people are purchasing art and music uh, supplies. And they're just going back to the basics and f funny enough, like over the weekend, we also went to Walmart and we got samples, the coloring things. Um, we got puzzles. We got like everything. And it's just like so much fun to have quality time. I'd like to see how this goes down like week eight, though. Like I would want to see how people change up. <laughs> but for now, like on Instagram, I haven't seen I've seen so many people like go outside, take a hike, exercise, do like creative things at home with their kids it's just it's really nice to see on the other mm -hmm. side too i think you're absolutely yeah. right about like it's it lasting for i think everybody's excited initially and they're like oh my god i'm gonna write this book that i've always wanted to and then they're gonna hit this stump and uh that's what i was like i think uh shamir and i especially could probably relate to that feeling of like you know uh when we sort of decided for ourselves that like you know, uh, we're going to really like dedicate every single day. Um, although like, you know, we'll do work outside to try to, you know, get money and everything like that. We have dedicated like every single day to try to, uh, you know, dedicate to, uh, creativity. And there's definitely all this time that like, you know, uh, you hit these stumps and sometimes you don't know if like, it's the right thing. Shamir, how do you think that like, comparing to everybody else who is kind of like seeing what that that might be like what can they what should they prepare for I, I think like just keeping yourself busy trying new things like exper experimenting like what you can do i think the funniest thing was like my friends that like had normal jobs and stuff they're like what do you guys do all day like i don't know what to do like yeah. and i was like dude my life has not changed at all i just see people less that's it like my life has not <laughs> changed word <laughs> but but um, I think that's the best part is like knowing yourself, like people don't really understand themselves. I think that's the hardest thing that most people f figure out in this in these times, like they don't know how to hang out with themselves. And I think mm -hmm. learning about yourself, like learning about yourself, trying new things and like just mingling with family and stuff. I think there's just a lot of things you can do and like learn how to play an instrument on YouTube or learn how to, you know, anything you kind of thought like hey maybe i should try this is the perfect time to do that because you'll never have this time in your life so did you also see how like the world is literally getting less polluted and there's like fish back in the streams of italy yeah. and like dolphins yeah. back because there's like and in china there's uh lower levels of co2 because there's yeah. just literally less pollution. clear skies like, i don't know if there's like this is like a message but this is just like a very forced shutdown for the world to kind of heal itself absolutely uh, that's what on, i'm, I'm on in like a global of. level on the global level but also on like the human level of like you don't really understand it until you are thrown into the opposite literally the extreme to just be like oh yeah there's this part of life too and i'm not saying that this is any better a balance is always nice but to also like like you said shamir every one of us that's working like nine to five and that's all you live for you live to work you also understand like okay there's like a whole life outside of this where you literally like have to slow down for me and i don't know about you guys time has been going by like nicely and slowly and it just feels like cleaner for some reason like when i go outside it just feels fresher and quieter and more peaceful and i like that i like 
just the appreciation for all that. That's what I'm saying. Do that's guys- like that's perfectly accurate because just like the simulation has been broken. You know what I mean? Like people talk about and joke around like, oh, we're in the simulation. But like you finally got you were forced to get back to your roots. You were able to figure out that like, hey, life is not just this thing. Like life can be good. and We can enjoy like all these things like, you know, like I think we have that perspective, uh, especially those of us who kind of grew up in Pakistan of like and, and just countries in general that work is seen very differently in in Europe, in in Asia. Well, I'm not going to say Asia because China and Japan, they're very different about work. They're even more extreme than U.S. But uh, like in, in our country of Pakistan, where we grew up, like people are just chilling. Like they're they're they go to work for a little while. But then when they come back home, the family is like on the roof, eating mangoes, like chilling out. And that is what you get back to. People aren't necessarily trying to like move up that much in life yeah. as much as the u.s like people aren't trying to get the next big thing they're like yeah. okay we've made it here and we have this business or we have this job and the kids are going to take over from there but the main thing is you keep that sort of like tradition of like family and like you know enjoying each other's Balance. company enjoying life exactly. even, at, even at work in pakistan like when i went people are chilling with their co-workers like they're drinking chai while they're working like, yeah and like even if you go, like, you're, I don't know about you guys, my relatives will literally just be like, I'm like, don't you have work? to be like, yeah, I just told them family's over. I'm, I'm not showing off for, like, a week or two. And like, yeah, the that's work, what's that's crazy. It's like, hard when people come, come like, uh, to visit us from Pakistan or something, like, it's extremely difficult on us because we're, like, you, you a lot of uh, the family members work. have to go to work every day and stuff, and you can't just take off. Like, even... You know, when people were initially going crazy about the corona because they were like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss a day of work. I'm going to miss a week. And now that like every all the businesses are shut down, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, OK, well, I guess everyone is stopping. Mm-hmm. And I guess I do have to slow down life a little bit. But it's so like you're right. It's like that clean feeling. It's so yeah. like it's so needed almost. Yeah. There's definitely like pros and cons like of, you know, which ones. But I think like America does need to slow down a little bit problems are rising like skyrocketing and i think um with like automation of jobs and stuff people are going to be losing jobs and i think this is where like universal basic income was a talk that andrew yang always talked about but we might get that package from trump because not many people are working so this might be like a type of model that we might be going to in the future which could cause us to maybe cut like be happier maybe as a society hang out more you know and still have a lot of productivity so do you think people um, will go back to their, like, as soon as this is over and everything's good, let's say in, like, eight weeks, right? People are just going to go straight back. All right, I need to go to work. I need to do this. And it's going to be the same? I don't, I don't do know, but, like, by nature, whole... I'm not a competitive person, but I can feel less competition. Like, I like I feel like people usually trying to, like, stun on each other, trying to do this, da-da-da-da-da. Like, I feel everybody's just, like, humble to the same level. All of y'all are in your houses. All of you guys are with your down. I feel like everybody is brought to the same level right now. And you know, I, like, sorry. It's okay. I just feel like while I can feel competition around me, I don't feel that right now. Like, like people competing, not myself with them, but like, I can feel that like, there's just less of that happening and more like sympathy and empathy because we can all finally relate to one another get one another and that's kind of good yeah the empathy sympathy thing is good you know like I'm in uh, middle question. school 
God, God, no, it's not right. God. <laughs> um, how, how is your dad doing as a business owner? So at first, like, I was kind of concerned because they did say they were closing down restaurants. Um, but luckily, the law did say that you can, like, have carryouts open and stuff like that. Um, it does, like, I do feel bad, though, because, like, there's that very fine line of, like, you can have a coffee shop and now you have no business. All your employees are out of work. You do not have the funding to keep paying for these people. And that very small line of the fact that my father has a carry out type business is what keeps him and all of his employees afloat. I think it's crazy that like just like the small dynamics of a business are what's keeping people and their employees afloat. Because again, small business owners cannot afford to pay people when there's no money coming in. It's not like they're a huge company that has like millions and billions that are just like in reserve. It's like, okay, this money that comes in this month is going to pay these paychecks. I've seen a lot and- of those small businesses that like uh, I'm used to go to, even like that comedy show we went to for Dower's birthday. You guys remember that? They had to mm-hmm. fire everybody. And it's just like, it's crazy. They all, all these Places have uh, GoFundMe's up now to try to take care of the employees. Mm. Wow. And people have literally um, applied for unemployment. 10,000 people in my state particularly over the last week just because like if you're taking all this time off, how it works in like working is like you have to use your vacation time to continue getting paid for. But then for people like me who've just been hired literally a month ago, I have not acquired any vacation time yet. I have to work three months until I can get vacation time. So that would make me, if I, if like my company shuts down, I have to then go for unemployment because then it pays me something. Yeah. On the, on the other hand, like my dad's a business owner, but also is a landlord. And so he has all these tenants that are now out of work and that can't pay their rent and so like i've seen him have to be like come down to a human level which before he'd be like hey like you have to figure it out like i'm running like this is like a situation here and he's like i i can't ask these people for their rent this month like i I just have to let it be and i'm gonna have to work something out with them in the future but like having to put all of like these like like everything just aside to be like i understand you as a human and you're going through something that is something that you can't literally control so i will let you slide for the next month until we can work something out together sorry emin <laughs> no no you're good i was just saying like uh back to that part where you guys are saying like it feels so clean and like everything like uh i remember i don't know about you guys but i feel like the same feeling i felt in the middle school where everyone was like outside and it just felt so nice and everyone Why in middle I don't school know. people weren't outside <laughs> after middle school no, like think about it. High Before, school, like, onwards, stuff. yeah, oh. everyone was just so like inside. You're just on your phone. Everyone's like outside. It's so much crazy. I haven't seen this many like, like all the kids in the neighborhood stuff like that are like riding their bikes and doing. All, I'm like, dang, this reminds me of yeah. like middle school. Like I haven't seen that in years and years. You know what it is? It's just like the the social distancing thing. We've been. I said this before, but like we've been social distancing for a while since social media came into the picture, and everything that we do on our phones and everything, there's like, there's two ways that you could look at it, right? We have people, and and I know it's all like fun and games and stuff like that. We have people that are like all wanting to just check social media even more to see what everyone else is doing. You can go ahead and watch these celebrities singing and doing this and that, and you can challenge your friends to do push-up contests or whatever, right? And it's all like, it's, 
it's cool, whatever. But at the same time, there's also like there's that aspect. And then there's people that are like, oh, thank God I don't have to actually meet people in real life. Put my phone to the side and like let me work on what I've been trying to work on for this whole time without that distraction. And that's where like the productivity sort of thing uh, comes into play again, which is like if you if you are, you know, finally being able to cut time out of work or school to finally be by yourself, like if you're still on your phone, you're not doing anything different than you already were because you were already coming home from work or school or at at work or school and still scrolling. And now you're just doing it at home. And that's why you're bored. I like for me personally, I don't understand how people can bo- get bored by themselves. I like really for me, that. I get bored with people. I if I'm by myself, I've never I never could get bored because there's just so much to do. That's just me personally. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of everyone is silent. <laughs> no, no <laughs> like, yeah, I, I that's think... you, bro. That's all. No, I, I can relate to not feeling bored. Like I haven't like there like there's not really a time where, where I'm like feeling bored because yeah, you can... I just saw a Facebook post that you were like talking <laughs> to Dunkin Donuts people because you were like trying to have a conversation because you were bored no not because I was bored because I was anxious I had to get out the house okay so I started driving around and I went to a drive-through and I was like oh like human interaction so I was like hey like oh yeah you can add like a donut to the order and it doesn't matter it's like i was like i can have a donut the world's ending anyway haha and then she like didn't like even acknowledge that i made a joke and i was was like she was hurt by that comment and no and and, and, and it hurt my heart and it hurt my heart but like that was you know i was like okay cool but that's me being hurt as an extrovert not not as a person getting bored (laughs) (laughs) i get i don't get bored i get lazy like let's say like I really Emma, to paint you're lazy day, right? all the time. <laughs> I wanted to paint the other day, right? And I would go downstairs and the oil paints are like I guess someone didn't close them all the way, they were dried up. Um and the canvas, I couldn't find the canvas. And I was like, Do I really wanna go out and like buy new oil paint and I can't? I was like, nah, I'm just gonna get I, on my iPad. I asked this man <laughs> to come hiking with me the other day. And he and he goes he goes nah like I got stuff to do and then he texts my brother he's like yo you want to play Call of Duty and then, <laughs> but but I in my defense I had already gone walking with my family and I told him he can come and you then a, I did some you went for a stroll around the neighborhood bro thirty minutes man it was nice <laughs> that's a family. bro if, if, I saw you guys went to Great Falls if that was an if that was an opportunity around me I'd be hopping on that so quick Amber I can do that anytime I. I just wanted to do some gardening at home with my family. That's all I wanted to do. Did that. Made some lesson plans for the students this coming week. Got a little bit of pro- productivity going down. Okay, we have to uh, we have to close this out soon. But I want to say to people that are like uh, that are finding it hard to remain productive in any way, or that are like I guess a lot like we were talking about how slowly it's gonna start eating us alive. And it's like it might be fun right now, um, but in a few weeks maybe it's gonna start getting to our heads. Um, I think the number one thing that you can do is keep your uh, place and yourself clean. Like that goes a long way. When you when you start like getting everything messy and you stop showering and stop like you know <laughs> grooming yourself and stuff. I'm serious. Everybody, please keep showering. 
I'm serious. No, no. Like when, when people get lazy and stuff and, and they're at home, right? That's what ends up happening. Eating it's like junk. Eating they're junk. not eating good. Exactly. Yeah. All of that, uh, your physical uh, your physical health and then emotional is going to come with like the cleansing, cleansliness of everything, right? Because like you see, you see that the place is not really tidy and then you're like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll just watch another show. Then you eat bad. It all goes together. What are you laughing at? You said cleansiness. I couldn't. I couldn't say the word right. Okay. But also, like, this isn't me just saying this as a gym rat, but like, really keep your body moving. Like, you might like really forget to do that because the fact that you can be home all day. Like, use the opportunity to keep your body moving because that really is going to keep your mental health right. Like, yeah. that has a lot to do with your mood. And and if you need to find a way that like you can and i'm honestly still trying to figure out a way that i'm i can enjoy like doing that because for me the gym served as a social and as a physical place every day so it satisfied more than one need like figure out what is going to help you keep moving and what you enjoy doing because that really is going to feed into your overall mental health yeah and like guys hop on yeah like last week sports last week i was like sick and so uh this week i kind of was like trying to get over it and i was like it was just, like on the rundown um and then i haven't worked out for like two weeks and then yesterday i was just like all right you know i'm gonna like i have dumbbells at home i have you know boxing thing this and okay, that Sean. and then Dang, I, where's the invite? <laughs> so then i worked out and it completely like changed like everything like it yeah. just opened up everything and like I'll, uh, and i just want to say like count your Xbox. blessings oh i was just gonna say count your <laughs> blessings like i think we're just like literally people are like unhappy no matter what when they're going to work they're unhappy now they're home and they're unhappy just remind yourself like there are people like doctors nurses teachers health professionals whatever that have no choice but to be at work and they would die they would do anything to be with their kids right now so like just be happy in your situation use your time wisely and and pray you know like get connected with like your roots and yourself imagine working at the cdc right now what an exciting time Bro, for Sana, who's in harvard doing epidemiology yeah, like, like what an yeah. exciting time for those majors it's like this is like a once in a lifetime thing that's going on and how like, about the cnc how's the how's the work yeah. at the cnc? <laughs> I like, the cnc is above 100 percent right now we're in like, <laughs> capacity <laughs> like people have nothing else to do you know yeah but i wouldn't know i'm not the head anymore i resigned after yeah. many uh allegations nothing <laughs> well hey uh thank you amoth and um Neha Appa, uh, for joining. Don't call me Neha. My name is Appa to you. Okay. Thank you, Auntie. Appa, I have to let the guests know who it is. Okay. They don't. <laughs> they they can't. Okay. They don't know. Um. No, but uh, yeah, like uh, you guys joining us, and for the audience, for like, I hope that we can help uh, keep you entertained or sane during this time, and, and we'll try to continue doing this. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, hopefully we can start doing it um, physically again. But I want to I want to try to do a virtual concert. Like that might be in the works. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. So uh, that'd be dope. So let us know if if you guys would like something like that, and if these podcasts are listenable, watchable. If you want us to continue doing them. Um, but yeah, everybody hang in there. Stay safe. Your vocabulary today, Frost. 
Read what? a dictionary on your time off. Listenable? Listenable. Clearly he's not reading during the quarantine. Guys, relax. Corona's getting through. Shami literally used the same thing. You guys are attacking me. <laughs> I thought you guys were supposed to be humble right now. What happened? Yeah, but Shami you're like, old read a dictionary. You're, you're today, oh, you're so off. my standard is higher. That's what you're saying. Okay, come on, Amber. <laughs> I think what? they're saying you're not even meeting a minimum Amber. standard. No, I mean, I don't hold it against you. Maybe you just talk like that. <laughs> Alright, well... Thank you again, everybody, for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less, a little less dangerous. <laughs> Bruh, that's <laughs> We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>